Hello all, it's Jai, aka Miss Iconic, and you know why I'm here. Nicki Minaj just released her fourth studio album, and I'm here to talk about it. I just got done listening to it. If you're a Nicki fan, like a huge diehard Nicki fan, you're probably not going to want to listen to this podcast. So make a decision now if you want to hear my opinion, or if you just want to exit stage left, that's fine as well. So let's just get right into it. This is Nicki Minaj's fourth studio album titled Queen of All Things. And um, not Queen of All Things, but I mean Queen, comma, of all things, you know, like of all things to name it. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, you guys. I'm going to go through um, each track. Well, for the most part, I'm going to skip over some of the major ones like Chun-Li and Rich Sex and things that are already out. But I'm not impressed, y'all. I'm not. And I don't mean I'm not impressed from an aspect of I can't tell the hard work she's put in, the time, the thought, uh, the production, the engineering. It's not about that when it comes to level of impression because you have way too much money for it to sound sonically. You know what I'm saying? It can't sound anything less than the best, okay, as far as, you know, orally speaking. However, musically, for me, uh, I mean, I have a couple favorites that I'll get into Mm. I'm gonna give you guys my snapshot towards the end because I want you guys to understand why I feel that way about the album but for me to do that I'm gonna have to break down each song for you all and how I reacted to it the first one Ganja Burns another very you know super silly-ish track but I feel like it was therapeutic in sound for her I feel like it was something that when she made it, it it was something good for her it released a form of euphoria, in my opinion, for her. She also says in there that she can say that she wrote every rap that she spit. And there has been rumors, you know, that Nikki hasn't wrote all her music, yada, yada, that Safari was writing, whatever the case may be. She's saying here that that's not the case. I think um, it's uh, towards the, there's a part of the song where she's like, every time I get high, I'm thinking about you. And it's kind of weird because I don't feel like lyrically it's a song of love or anything like that. So I don't know where that part came in. I think melodically she just kind of threw that in there. I think it's one of those songs that starts the album off because it's another outcry for respect. And I don't mean outcry in a way of like she's begging for it. I just mean that I feel like as of recently, Nikki is fighting very, very hard to prove her spot. And the thing about this album is this album needed to be that. This album needed to be the reason why we place you in the top spot. It needed to be the album that secured her spot as that queen. And for me, this is not that album. But we'll get more into that later. And I mean, I'm not a huge fan of when Nicki sings. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm just like, eh, with it. You know, it's like, eh. Because she's not really a singer, but she can hold a note. And I feel like that's popular because Cardi did the same thing um, in her last album. And, you know, other female rappers have done that same thing. Little Kim's doing some singing in her latest record, Nasty One. So, you know, it's a thing now. So if you don't have to be able to really like Patti LaBelle to be the GOAT when it comes to to making music. So that's that's okay. Just, you know, it's not not I mean, I like the record, though. I do like it. I do. I will say I like Ganja Burns. Let's get into Majesty, which had one hell of a feature from Eminem. May I just say that when Eminem comes on a record as a feature, he's coming for at least a minute worth of a feature. Okay. At least a minute. And he's coming to slaughter it. 
okay he's going to switch up his flow he's going to take it slow he's going to start speeding it up Eminem is a great flavor to add to a record and uh, I definitely love this one because of him mostly um and Nikki also has some like colorful witty word play in there so I you know it's 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 an okay track Barbie dreams though can everybody once you listen to the album can everybody kind of comfortably say that Barbie dreams is one of their favorites I think we can say that Barbie dreams is probably one of my favorite um it has you know that biggie dreams instrumental in the background super super dope super hilarious and it kind of reminds me of that itty bitty piggy old Gucci man Nicki Minaj the way she spits the the hunger the playfulness of it is very very New York and I love that she, she says some hilarious things about Drake Uzi uh Young Thug uh DJ Khaled 69 it you know it's a Odell Beckham it's it's a hilarious record but it lyrically it's fulfilling for me it's it's probably the most filling record on here for me, from her, as far as lyrically speaking, for me, I, I I really like that one a lot. Rich Sex, we all have heard Rich Sex. I like Rich Sex. I don't love it, you know. Barbie Dreams is probably the the very record that I'm like, okay, I love this one. Uh, but I do like Rich Sex for for what it is. It's it's her, you know, whatever the case. Hard White, um, I, I don't. I feel like to be perfectly honest with you all, because this is my podcast, I can say what I want. I'm entitled to my opinion. I personally feel as if Nikki is running out of things to talk about. And that is why this album is a miss for me, because it lacks the substance that I personally, me personally, that I needed as a listener. It's not empowering. It's not narrative field. I think that she's missing what she originally had, like with the pink print, as far as telling stories in her music, I don't hear the stories. There isn't a story. It's just about what she has and her box and how much money she has and the chains around her neck and who made it and, you know, who wishes they could sleep with her. And it's like, okay, Nikki, we get all of that. You've said that 10 times before on 10 other records, on 10 other features. What more do you have for us? And I thought that maybe she was going to give us some narrative here in this album. And on a couple records she did, and I'll get into that. But for the most part, it lacks uh, substance for me. And when I mean substance, I mean something that fuels you, feeds you. It lacks that. Uh, so yeah, hard white is, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not even really memorable bed with Ariana Grande. Not my favorite record. So I'm not really going to harp on it. Thought I know, oh, let me say that correctly. That's not the entire title. I believe it is called thought I knew you, um, featuring the weekend. I, I like that she's experimenting with her sound, of course, with the king of experimental sounds, the weekend. Uh, it sounds like they enjoy making the record. And uh, as a songwriter myself, I definitely know what it's like to be in the studio to make a record and to be able to hear when somebody really had a good time doing that. And I feel as if she did with that one. It's a, um, it's a deeper song as well. I would say that, that song has more narrative than the other ones, uh, you know, but I still don't feel like she, I think that Nikki is attempting to come off as bulletproof as possible in this album, as if she cannot be penetrated, as if she cannot be affected by things. Uh, and she's a human 
And I feel like in the pink print, we've seen so much humanity, so much humility in that album. And for this one, it's like, you know, she's just like, I'm that bitch, period. This is my throne. I'm sitting here. I earned it. I'm here. What's up? And it's kind of like, okay, yes, that's one sector of, you know, you. But the other side is the emotional side, the, the side that we feel like we can relate to. And I don't relate to a good bulk of this album I'm about 98% of it I don't relate to and not just because I'm not a millionaire like her but just because I don't feel this way about myself as a woman I don't I don't want to put other women down and I'm not saying that that's what she's trying to do directly but that's how it can be interpreted and music is personal you could say something and not mean for it to come off the way it did and I still took it away you know so when she keep calling us her sons I'm like I don't want to be your son anymore I feel like I've graduated into a grown adult <laughs> I don't want to be your son. Uh, you know, just 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 a lot of I wouldn't say it's the most positive album from her at all. Moving on. Um da, 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 Run and Hide. I think that, you know, she's starting to sing more in a lot of her records or or hold a note, if you will. I will say that this is a more heartfelt record, but it still has some haughty undertones. But it's a nice vibe. I will say that I like the vibe of Run and Hide. It's kind of smooth, airy. I think it's gonna take a couple listens for me, but Oh gosh, which brings me to my least favorite record of all. And again, this is my podcast. I say what I want. And the Chun Sway. I don't know if any of you have really had time to, to listen to the entire album as I have, but the Chun Sway is my least favorite. I couldn't even listen to the whole thing. Me personally, I'm not too much of a fan of of the new modern auto-tune saturated sound so for me that's very difficult to listen to a record like that one I don't know what it was about either on top of everything else so yeah that's all I got to say about that one Chun-Li we've all heard that LLC she's spitting this one I'll give her that she's really she's really spitting in this one and uh you know your head's going bob you know I still feel like it's another record about everything that she has and what she feels like she does for others. Uh, so like I said, I don't know. Good form. That air drummers be hard. Okay. Air drummers are hard period. Uh, the beats hard. I like the way she rides the beat. She's gifted at that. And in good form, she showed us her good rapping form. She's good at writing a beat. There's no doubt about that. You can say what you want about Nikki. You don't got to like what she's saying, but she can ride the hell out of a beat. And in good form, she definitely showcased that. As far as what it was about, probably everything that the rest of the songs have been about. Nip Tuck, not my fave. Uh, she explores some creative, you know, sounds uh, and executions, but it's just not my favorite record. I don't really like the metaphor either of, of the Nip Tuck for me so that that's a miss too uh what is that the next one too lit too late I mean it was just an interlude we really don't have too much to say about that um come see about me I think it's the first song in a while I've heard her really try to sing like not oh yeah but still like try to sing um <laughs> and I will say uh you know it's 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 a heartfelt song it shows a little bit more emotion from her um, in her interview, she always comes off so emotional during certain times and so filled with emotion. But her her music is so gritty. Huh? I'm unstoppable. Like 
So I, I know that there's two sides to her as there are to every woman. And I feel like that's what we've seen in the pink print. And don't be mad because I keep referencing the pink print. Cause I'm gonna come back to why I'm doing that in a second. Sir with future. Eh, I mean, okay. You know, it, it's, it's a record. It sounds like right now. Uh, that's really all I have to say about it. Nothing really too memorable about it. This is the thing. This is why I do a podcast after my first listen. A lot of people are like, Oh, you should, you know, listen to it over. No, 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 no. First listen, those are your most authentic and organic vibes, commentary and feelings about a records after the first time you hear it. And don't get me wrong. A lot of these songs may turn into records I like later because I've heard them over and over. But to me, to be a goat, to be a true goat, you got to like it on the first listen. Maybe the second one, you know, let's be real, but not three, four, five, six, 10, 20, 30 times. I shouldn't have to listen to it that much. Not to mention in total, the album is an hour and six minutes. I'm not going to listen to it over and over. It takes up a lot of my day. Just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> the next one is Miami. It's all right. I'm leaving it at that. I don't, uh, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's whatever. But Coco Chanel, I know that for most people, their eyes went right to that Foxy Brown feature. We're like, oh my God, it's Foxy. I want to hear this one first. I actually listened to the album in order because I feel like there's a reason why artists make albums in the order in which they do make the records in the order in which they do. So I didn't want to listen to it out of order. I wanted to listen to it in order so that I could see if it makes sense to me, the way in which it was structured. Um, and I will say that the Foxy feature is one of my favorites and I, who doesn't love Foxy? Come on. Foxy's legendary. And, you know, I'm glad that she put Foxy on a record. It shows that she does have some respect for some of her four founding mothers of hip hop. Not saying that she doesn't have respect for any of them. That's not what I'm saying. We know the whole little Kim thing, which little Kim just publicly talked about. Don't ask me no more about it. I'm like, why do people keep asking her about it? I mean, she, damn, every time she go on an interview, you're going to keep asking her about a girl that she's not worried about. But anyway, that got off track really quick, didn't it? Let's reel it back in. Um, Coco Chanel, I do, I do like that record. I like Eminem and Foxy Brown's features the most. So from Coco Chanel with Foxy Brown and then Eminem's feature on Majesty, those are probably my two favorite features on the album, for sure. And the inspirational uh, inspirations outro, I don't know who she thought she was inspiring with that. I don't think it was named correctly or that it even should have been a part of the album at all in all honesty. So with that being said, of course it sounds like I am not a huge fan of this album and, and I'm not, that's just my, this is a reaction. It's how I feel. Now I'm not saying that I'm not going to grow to like some of this music later. You got to keep listening to things, you know, but as of right now for me, and it's not about the music right now, just the content for me is a miss. So I'm not going to turn around and start liking the content. I can like a record because to me, records are melodies swooned in with frequency bending and different sounds. And you can learn to love a record and barely even know what you're saying. You ever rap a song, you know, all the words and then stop and think, oh, what did I just say? So, it, but for me, content wise, this album is a miss that I, I am not. I know she has better in her because we've seen it in the pink print. And for me, I feel as if for her to be legendary, like she can be because she's already legendary but I mean like next level this album had to be everything we needed it to be and eh, it's all right it's all right you know uh I just don't love it 
I am excited to see some of the visuals that she'll drop because a lot of her visuals are dope and maybe it'll bring some of the narrative that maybe I'm missing because like I keep repeating, music is personal. So it's introspective. So whatever you feel about a song, you know what I'm saying, is what you feel about it. Everybody's not going to love it because there's one me and then there's like 200 million other people that are going to be in love with this album, okay? For those that love it, they probably didn't listen this far down in the podcast. But that's neither here nor there. For me, in my opinion, and I'm going to come back to the pink print. This is the last time I'm going to say anything about the pink print. The pink print was her queen album, right? Whether we want to accept it or not, that was her queen album. That was the album that made us stop and stare and finally realize this is not just a rapper from Queens that, you know, this is a girl that can be multifaceted multiversal, multi-genre. We realized it then. This album does not even encapsulate many genres other than hip hop and maybe some flares of R&B and some experimental weekend type vibes. Uh but it, you know, and I mean I guess you could say that that the record that she has Ariana Grande, the better one's kind of popish, right? You know. But I barely listened to that cuz I didn't really care for it. And that's okay cuz I can. I don't have to care for it. In my opinion, the pink print was her reasonable doubt of albums. If you're a Jay-Z fan, you know what I mean. That was her album that's going to be hard for her to top. And I think that's why it's taken so long, obviously, for this project to come about. Because it's hard to top your earlier work. You're always working to be better than your last work. Everybody knows that. In the miniature dome of an album, nine times out of ten, you're working on the next one anyway. So for me, Queen represents new Nikki lyrically she definitely still has wit Let, let's not sleep on Nikki's pen game now 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 I'm not saying that she's not witty with her wordplay I'm just saying we've heard it before and she's just doing it in a new way so overall I would say it's worth listening to of course you know it's Nicki Minaj of course you're gonna listen to it you're gonna hear it even if you don't want to because it's gonna be everywhere it's worth listening to I think that she put a lot of time and thought pain sweat tears and blood into this album we can tell by the time you know it took her a long time also you can tell she just finished it up like when you listen to barbie dream how she's talking about you know odo beckham hopping out to do the kiki challenge you know those are things that just happened recently so she was literally putting the finishing touches on this album even just you know merely a couple weeks ago so we're talking about an album that's years in the making so i don't want to discredit that from her It's, it's definitely a body of work that I feel as if she's proud of. It just didn't resonate with me. And that's just what it is. But take a listen to Queen, stream it, buy it, repost it, share it, talk about it, do whatever you're going to do to support her album. Listen to my podcast, share it, repost it, etc. If you're a Nikki fan, you probably are not in love with this podcast. But nonetheless, this is my opinion. I am Miss Iconic. And you just listen to an iconic podcast reaction of Nicki Minaj's Queen album. Please subscribe to my blog, theiconicmusicblog.com. Submit your music. If you want to do a podcast with me, holla at me. And again, listen to Queen, stream it. I'm out.